The Twins signed Joey Gallo to a one-year, $11 million deal. What does this mean for the outfield situation for Max Kepler and for the Twins' moves remaining this offseason? It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Friday, December 16th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker. If you're just joining us for the first time, I've been hosting this show for three seasons, four off seasons. I've been running at Twins Daily for four off seasons, four seasons. It's been a long path. We just got to three years hosting the show. So very exciting. The Twins signed Joey Gallo today. And I've had the pleasure of getting to know this front office very well through their moves every offseason and bringing that knowledge, hopefully, to you on this show. And if you've been following this front office as closely as I have, or not even that closely, you are not surprised by a move like this. A couple weeks ago, I had an episode about Cody Bellinger, and we kind of went over these left-handed outfielders who could be available or are available in free agency, could be targets for the Twins, Gallo, Bellinger, Conforto, Brantley, there's a, a subset. Andrew Benintendi, maybe a little bit better. He signed today with the White Sox for five years and $75 million, the biggest contract in White Sox history. The Twins opt to sign Joey Gallo for one year and $11 million. There's so much here, I think, what it means for the rest of the Twins offseason. But let's start with the player because I know there's some angst right away, and, and rightly so. I'm seeing it. Twitter's not always the best platform to look at for fan response, but I can sense that you know, I, I kind of go to my dad sometimes because my dad's a casual Twins fan. And if my dad reacts a certain way, that's kind of how I take uh, a more casual fan reacting to a signing like this. And I would say, I think it's right. Like, Joey Gallo is a career 199 hitter. Joey Gallo strikes out more than anybody in Major League Baseball. In his career, 37% of his plate appearances end in a strikeout. He is one of the most extreme baseball players in the history of the game. So, so extreme. Here, is, here are his three extremes. Number one, extreme swing and miss strikeout rate. Extreme strikeout rate, the highest in baseball history, 37%. Extreme number two, he has top three raw power in Major League Baseball. I, would, I think Miguel Sano has top three raw power, at least did a couple of years ago. I would say Gallo, Judge, Sano, that group of raw power. I think Gallo's absolutely in it. So extreme raw power and then extreme walk rate, 15% walk rate in his career. So three true outcomes. You think of strikeout, walk, home run. Joey Gallo is basically the epitome of a three true outcomes player. And a lot of people hate that. And I get it. So if you look at his career, in 6% of his plate appearances, he's hit a home run. In 37%, He struck out. If you add those two together, 6.3, 37.3, we'll just come out to 44%. And then add a 15% walk rate. Basically, in 60% of his career plate appearances, he's either hit a home run, struck out, or walked in 6 out of 10. (laughs) That's three true outcomes. I bet if you added those all together for every player, Joey Gallo would be the number one three true outcomes player 
in Major League Baseball. That can be seen as a, a huge negative, of course. What we know, though, in today's game, it's okay to have a low batting average if you draw walks and you hit for power. And Joey Gallo in 2019, this he's just this is the best example. He only played 70 games, but this is an example of having a low batting average can be okay. He hit 253, which is respectable, but if you looked at 253, you go, "Eh, but he was an elite player in 300 plate appearances because he had a 389 on base percentage. He he was on base in 39% of his plate appearances and he slugged 598 for an OPS at 986. So, yes, the batting average was in the 250 range, which is not going to jump off the page, but he drew a ton of walks and when he hit the ball and put it in play, he had massive massive numbers, 22 home runs in 70 games in 2019. Since then, it's been a downturn. And overall in 2021, traded to the Yankees in 2021, he was an above average hitter in terms of OPS, 21% above league average, and he had a 351 on base percentage. You have to look at the whole story with him. Since 2020, he has a 183 batting average, 183 for a corner outfielder. You look at that, and I get it. It's like, yuck, that is disgusting in over 1,200 plate appearances. His on-base percentage is at 319, and he slugged 409, OPS above league average at 728. In terms of getting on and hitting for damage, you know, doing damage, he's actually above league average since 2020, as hard as that is to believe, 67 home runs in 336 games, has hit very, very well at target field in his career, and Joey Gallo is 29 years old. He just turned 29 in November. This is a guy who's been a two-time All-Star. He's a two-time Gold Glove winner. We'll get to his defense, which I think is a key part of this equation, and overall in 2021, he was a four-win player. We always talk about two, three, four, five-win player. He was a four-win player in 2021. Super valuable, and a big reason for that is his defense. His defense is elite. Right fielder, you know, elite right fielder, very good in both corners, can play center field, but hasn't really in the last couple of years. But one of the reasons I thought Gallo might be attractive for the Twins is because he can back up Byron Buxton in center, I think. And I don't think he's going to be the primary backup, but if you want if when when Buxton gets hurt, you have this platoon of Gilberto Celestino against lefties and Joey Gallo against righties, which I think that's better than the alternative defensively, certainly with Gallo over Nick Gordon in center field. But since 2020, I tweeted this out, Joey Gallo among all outfielders, minimum zero innings in defensive runs saved is second to only Michael, Michael A. Taylor in Kansas City, who's a tremendous center fielder. Gallo saved 32 runs since 2020. And there's, a, I think, a three-way tie for third between Byron Buxton, Kyle Tucker, and Mookie Betts at 29. So now the Twins have two of the top five in outfield defensive runs saved since the 2020 COVID season. Joey Gallo is an elite defender. He's huge, but he's an elite defender. He's six foot five, 250 pounds. He can get around out there, and he has great range in the outfield. Think like uh, Aaron Judge in right field in terms of size and, and ability in the outfield. So much more. What does it mean for Max Kepler? Do I like what I've signed this deal for Joey Gallo? Do I like this? What I have done it? Let's get to all that after this word from Built Bar. Built Bars are delicious. Yes, that is a given. Anytime you get a Built Bar, I think you're going to love it. It tastes so good. The best part about it, I think, along with it being delicious, is it's healthy. I'm a type 1 diabetic, so for me, I'm always looking for low-carb snacks, low-carb bars, low-carb chips, anything I can get my hands on that helps out my diabetes. Built Bar is a perfect, perfect product for me, and it's a perfect product for you as well. And the magical, wonderful time 
afterwards. You don't have to feel bad. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. So many. It's unanswerable. They're all unbelievable. Built. You gotta try Built now. You can get 15% off your order as well right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. You can get 15% off your order right now by using the code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. Again, these bars are not just delicious. They're good for you. It's crazy, but it's true. Built bars are delicious. Built bars are healthy. Head to Built.com. Thanks again for making Locked On Twins your first listen today. Then make your second listen, the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to head storylines, we've got it all wherever you get your podcasts, Locked On Sports Today. What does this mean for Max Kepler and the Twins and the outfield and everything going on? Because if there's one thing, if you were to say the Twins, at the bottom of their list this offseason is a left-handed corner outfielder. It's interesting. I posed this question a few weeks ago on the show, and I got some responses. Thank you for that. I got some comments. I got some tweets, some DMs. Would you rather have Joey Gallo or Max Kepler as your primary right fielder in 2023 for about the same price? And this is a one-year, $11 million deal for Joey Gallo. Max Kepler still on the books as of right now. You might be traded by the time you listen to this, but one year, $8.5 million on the books. So essentially, you're looking at a very similar deal. I'm also curious to see if Joey Gallo has a club option for 2024. I think this might be a one-year, like, $9 million deal with a $2 million buyout in 2024. But either way, it's right around the same number as Max Kepler. I think more it's more obvious than ever that Max Kepler is not going to be on this team come opening day. I think Gallo's effectively replacing him, and they're going to trade Kepler for prospects or in a deal for a starter. Whatever they end up doing via trade, I think Kepler is absolutely gone. I would be shocked if Gallo and Kepler are both on this team. But what they're doing is they're deciding we'd rather have Gallo than Kepler. I think that's what we, this is a move that precludes another move to me. We'd rather have Gallo than Kepler, and I think a key consideration in that is that Gallo can play some center and that he can back up Buxton, and he's a comparable defender to Kepler arguably better the numbers would say he has been better over the last handful of years and in his career as a two-time gold glove winner they they're choosing joey gallo at one year 11 million over max kepler at one year eight and a half million who i think they're ultimately going to trade it's not done they've surprised us in the past but i would be shocked if both of these guys are on the roster i think it's gallo replacing kepler effectively a big part of that is defense i think another part of that is there is the shift change and it's going to benefit both Gallo and Kepler. Gallo's a big left-handed, pull-heavy, pull-in-the-air hitter. It's going to impact both of them, but I think there's a sense that Gallo will positively be, you know, he'll get a positive impact from the shift ban. There's more upside offensively with Joey Gallo. There just is. He draws walks in his career. He's had that great stretch. You know, he had that year, year plus, you know, even a three-year period, 2017, 18, 19, where he was, really really powerful and he has 40 home run power he hit 40 home runs in 2017 hit 40 home runs again in 2018 hit 38 home runs in 2021 he gives you that 30 to 40 home run power in the middle of the order that max kepler just hasn't shown in the last couple years even though joey was awful in 2022 hit 160 in 2022 with a 280 on base percentage he still hit 19 home runs in 126 games. So you have that raw power. I also think a factor in this, the Yankees and the Dodgers, I think when we look at teams, obviously the Dodgers, but I think the Yankees as well, 
the forward thinking and a lot of front offices are forward thinking most of them are but forward thinking organizations the Dodgers saw what how poor Joey Gallo performed in New York and still decided to trade for him at the trade deadline because I think these teams understand and the Yankees gave up a lot for Joey Gallo at the 2021 trade deadline I think these teams look at him and say there's legitimate upside with him because of his raw power it's this is raw power you will not find with many other players and the other players you will find it with Judge I mean Sano is a free agent but that raw power and Gallo and Sano you can look at him as one and the same although Gallo draws a lot more walks than Sano did at least in his career you look at the raw power and I think there's just this excitement but it's not just raw ability because Joey Gallo was a four win player in 2021 so I think there's this hope that if he's a two and a half three win player that's probably going to be better than Max Kepler, but the most important part of that is that Gallo is probably going to play center field. I think he's going to play left, center, right, DH, first. I think he's going to play all those positions, and I think they view that as valuable, more valuable than Kepler, who prefers not to play center, and they didn't play once in center field last year. They they opted for so many other guys over Max Kepler to play center, and Kep hasn't played out there much at all since 2019. He's had injury problems as well, so I think that's the utility they see there with Joey Gallo and what ultimately pushes him over the top and I think they see more offensive upside but I think this is a move that precludes another move what else is coming for the twins because I have a clear idea now if I think the route that they're going I'm not thrilled by it plus what I have signed Joey Gallo to this deal it's all coming up after this word from NHT as a drive sober or get pulled over one person is killed on average about every 45 minutes in a drunk driving crash totaling more than 11,000 lives lost each year it really is startling during the christmas and new year holiday periods we often see a rise in drunk driving deaths as a result you'll likely see more law enforcement on the roads as part of drive sober or get pulled over the campaign which runs december 14th through january 1st aims to educate people about the dangers and consequences of driving drunk just don't do it for the past few years we've seen drivers making risky decisions when they're behind the wheel as the year comes to a close and a new one begins make it a point to drive safely and drive sober every single day have a plan whether you're driving riding or hosting drive sober or get pulled over that is a word from nhtsa what are the twins doing for the rest of this offseason it's my biggest fear it was my biggest fear coming in to the offseason was they were going to miss on correa rodan jose abreu wilson Contreras, a bunch of guys right bunch of guys they have not signed in free agency at all now I think what they're going to do, and Dan Hayes was reporting, three guys they're looking at, A.J. Pollock, Justin Turner, and Joey Gallo, they've since signed the latter, Joey Gallo, is we're going to see a lot of one-year deals. And it shouldn't be surprising for Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. I don't know why I expected much different. I think I expected different because they did offer Carlos Correa a $285 million contract. They were in that market or felt that they were, so I thought things would be different. And they were talking to Carlos Rodon, still involved on Dansby Swanson. It's still possible they signed Swanson. You know, they signed Nathan Yavaldi to multi-year deals. That's all possible. But I think the route that we're going here is you're going to see bounce back candidates on one-year deals. And that's how they're going to spend this money. It's going to be Joey Gallo for one and eleven million. It's going to be maybe Justin Turner for one and fifteen million. Uh, maybe AJ Pollock, maybe all three of them. You know, Pollock who destroyed lefties last year. Maybe you're looking at a Gallo Pollock platoon in one of the corners. 
that's what I think is happening here. And it's unfortunate, and I think they still should not go that route. I think that's the wrong way to go. It shouldn't be we're picking up all of these these reclamation one-year projects where Joey Gallo is trying to rebuild his value before he goes back into free agency as a Scott Boris client. That is not the way I wanted to see this go. Maybe Gallo's a one-off in terms of he's replacing Kepler. He's ultimately going to replace Kepler, and we view that as an upgrade, and we, we like Gallo better than Kepler, therefore we're gonna, you know, pick Gallo. But what I think it's going where I think it's going, unfortunately, is those one year deals. Those low they view it as low risk, but it, it's usually not because those one year deals have exploded in their faces. But one year deal, low risk, you know, one year eleven million, one year thirteen million, one year sixteen million, just these one year build up my value and go back to free agency type of deals. And it sucks. Would I have signed Joey Gallo? to a one-year $11 million contract, I think in the aggregate, he's better than Kepler. I think overall, body of work, upside, maybe you don't view it as very high. I think the raw power upside is high. I don't think he's going to bounce back and and hit 250 like he did in that short 2019 season. I think what you can expect is you know 210 with good power, 20, 30 home runs, good defense in the corners, two-win player. I think that's, that's a reasonable expectation for him so underwhelming like if it's Vasquez and Joey Gallo as your two biggest signings this offseason that's there are no words for the disappointment and the letdown in what was possible compared to that this offseason where we're talking about Correa and Rodon and Swanson potentially and these Jose Abreu and Wilson Contreras and everybody I've I've gone over who I think fit with the twins and they end up with Vasquez Gallo Justin Turner AJ Pollock you know that's just very underwhelming. I'm not saying these guys are all bad players. They're going to have bad seasons, but they're signing one-year deals for a reason. You know, Joey Gallows of the world are signing one-year deals for a reason because they're coming off poor years. It's it's disappointing if this is the way that it's going. I think it is going this way. I, I wouldn't sign Joey Gallo to a one-year $11 million deal if I didn't have a, a plan in place for Max Kepler. But if Max Kepler, they trade Max Kepler in a deal for somebody who helps the team for 2023, which Max Kepler's not going to bring back a ton in trade, but he has positive trade value. If you package him with a prospect to get Pablo Lopez, if you package him with a prospect to get another mid-rotation starter or a back-end reliever or a bat you like, you know, who's going to help you today, then I'm okay with Joey Gallo. I am, because I, I do. I think he's better than Max Kepler. I think he's going to have a better season than Max Kepler in 2023, at least is a better bet. Max Kepler... On the flip side of that, he hits 220, 230, and, and it's so frustrating. No, let's subtract 20 or 30 points off of that. There's Joey Gallo. Think of how frustrating that was for Yankee fans and Dodger fans watching Joey Gallo over the last two years. That's that's what you could be looking at. Baseball reference, their projection for Joey Gallo, he's going to hit 192 with a 313 on base percentage and slug 395. I like the steamer projection better, which says he's going to hit 188, but a weighted runs created plus at 103, that's 3% better than league average, and just over a win above replacement in 2023. I guess it's interesting if we compare that to Kepler, who I think, again, is an elite right fielder. I think Max Kepler is an elite right fielder. The numbers will show you that, outs above average. Joey Gallo is just such an extreme player. He's so extreme, and he's the type of player fans really tend not to like. (laughs) He's not the most aesthetically pleasing player. Think of like the opposite of Luis Arise, who's so fun to watch. Joey Gallo, three true outcomes, great defender. I I would just think of him in that way, how I opened. 
Think of him in a, a way of three extremes. He strikes out at an extremely high rate. He has extreme raw power, and he he's has an extreme walk rate. And then another part of that is the defense. This is about Kepler, I think, at the end of the day. It's about Kepler. He's going to replace Max Kepler on this roster. I'm almost convinced of that, and that's what we're looking at here. I don't know if that's going to happen today. I don't know if Kepler is going to be moved tomorrow, if it's going to be in January, if it's going to be in February. But those two will not be on the opening day roster together because you look at this group, you have Kirilov, Larnick, Gordon, Kepler, Gallo, so many left-handed bats for the corners, and only like two of those guys can play center field. It's just not going to happen that way. It, they're going to trade from that glut, and you have Luis Arise at a corner in the infield too. They're going to trade from that group. They might even trade two of them. They might trade Kepler and Trevor Larnick in a deal, or Kepler and Luis Arise in a deal. There's already been buzz about that. We could see two of them traded, but absolutely one of them will be, and I think I'm almost certain Kepler will be traded. I, I'm just, I, I think it's a certainty. I've never been more certain about something that hasn't happened yet, and this signing just reaffirms that for me. We get back to that question, would you rather have Gallo or Kepler starting in right field? You could view it as a wash, and, and I kind of do. I think overall Gallo will be better, though, and, and much of that is because of the fact that he can play center field and that that's really valuable for a team like the twins with an oft injured center fielder. Thank you so much for making lockdown twins. Your first listen every single day on the lockdown podcast network where it's your team every single day. Thank you so much. Have a great day. We'll be back Monday to break down what happened over the weekend and what's next for the twins. Thank you so much. Have a great day and go twins.